Welcome back to the Pop Chart, a podcast discussing everything topping our charts in pop culture this week. I'm Brendan Toda. And I can do this all day. <laughs> How very appropriate for today's oh, discussion. Just nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, also, my name is Ezekiel Gutierrez. Oh, that's right. Also known as <laughs> Ezekiel Gutierrez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that guy. This guy. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so today it is July 4th. Mm-hmm. We're feeling a little bit patriotic, or one of us is feeling a little bit more patriotic <laughs> than the other. I don't know what you mean. I have no idea what you could be talking <laughs> about or referencing to. For those of you listening, uh, Brendan uh, looks like he went into the America store. <laughs> And got everything. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm a foreigner trying to pose. I'm American, of course. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's got a big flag in the background. He's got a flag on his person and a Captain America Avengers shirt. On. I love it. Yeah, and your lights. It looks like your lights are all red. That's correct. Well. Yeah, I tried to try to do red. Got got to go with the theme, you know. Yeah, just got to go with it. Yeah, so, so, what are we talking about this week, Easy? We're celebrating America. The pop jar does America. Uh, we're going to stop by talking about something new, mm-hmm. new and relevant. Um, I recently got a chance to go to Disney's California Adventure and check out their newest stage play that is now playing at Disney's California Adventure on the Hyperion Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Rogers the Musical. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Rogers the Musical. So we're going to be doing that. And then... What are we what are we doing at the tail end of the show, sir? <laughs> and then at the tail end of the show, we're gonna uh rank American movies by how American they are. <laughs> I think uh the the best case scenario for celebrating the fourth of July is just looking at some of our favorite movies and or just movies in general. They may not be our favorite, uh, but how well they represent the spirit of America. America. <laughs> but first you surprised me with the segment last week, and I am here to return the favor. I to you, good knew friend. that was going to happen. I'm uh, like, he's going to get you. Yeah, I'm going to get you. Right. I wouldn't tell you about it. But seeing as we're going to start today's show with a stage musical, it got me thinking of stage names. So I have compiled a list of 17 actors, keeping it strictly with actors, uh, whose stage name is not their given name. I will give you their given name, and you guess who or which celebrity this happens to be. Nice. Uh, 17, of course, because America was discovered in 1776 by Columbus, who was seeking out uh, (laughs) Indiana, uh, something like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Indiana. Uh, Only Columbus could effectively follow Google Maps wrong, find the people there and go, oh, yeah, you're... you're, this is India, right? This is <laughs> Indians, right? They go, no. No. <laughs> they just rolled with it. And here we are today. Fast forward. I mean, that's the story of America. So, yeah, so, pretty pretty spot on. <laughs> Didn't yeah, miss exactly. any details whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> yeah, nothing in between those two points. Right. Uh, so, so I would like to start with uh, the first name, and you tell me again who you think the celebrity is. Are you ready, Ezekiel? I'm ready. Oh, my goodness. All right. The first celebrity, and by the way, these uh, are sourced from BuzzFeed and uh, EW.com, just in case anyone wants to fact check me. First <laughs> celebrity is Olivia Jane Cockburn. Olivia Jane Cockburn. Which actress is legally known as Olivia, Olivia Jane, Cockburn. Jane Cockburn? Um, 
I would imagine that the, the first name stays the same. Mm-hmm. So my only guess is I I know there's more Olivia's, but Olivia Wilde. Yes, it is. It's All Olivia right. Wilde. Wow. Ding, wow. I, I need to, I need to have some sound effects. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next name is Brienne Sidani Desaulinders. It's D E S A U L N I E R S. Brienne Sidani Desaulinders. <laughs> I I feel my gut says that. I know uh, this. These are actors, right? These are actors. I'm not going to go into like music or anything like that because uh. you know, just to keep it focused. Just an actress who is at, who was born Brienne Sidoni de Saunders. So my gut was a singer, but she's an actress as well. It's an actress. Hmm. Yeah, I don't shoot know that sh- one. Shoot your shot. Give me. A guess. I was going to say because I know that Lady Gaga has a very long name i think she's correct i think she's italian is it lady gaga no it is not she's okay. actually it's lady gaga stephanie something or other oh that's, that's Bri- right that's brie larson brianna Oy, brie- yeah. Yeah. okay yeah wow okay that, yeah these I are had no idea these are super fun <laughs> uh next one is david john mcdonald David John David John McDonald. McDonald. Talk, talk about an American name. Jesus. David John McDonald. David David Duchovny. It's David Tennant. Okay. Wow. wow. <laughs> you know what movie I want to go see? That David John McDonald movie. <laughs> I think he changed it because he didn't want to be looked at as American. He was like, exactly. no, that's way too exactly. American. I am not okay. American. Next is Eric Marlin Bishop. Who is actually Eric Marlin Bishop? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> That's actually Jamie Foxx. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, he's one of the reasons why I wanted to put this list together because I remember thinking that is wildly different because you were Completely saying different. some of these like it's a derivative of their name or a nickname or something like this he yeah. just straight up made this up and went that's my name now he like threw darts at a board <laughs> i was like that is my name there it is androgynous first name animal for the last name <laughs> let's Jim add an Fox. extra x on the other on on it as well because that's how you do it that's right all right uh some of these i hope i think you might know i hope uh, maybe this next one michael john douglas who is Michael John Douglas? I mean, there's already a Michael Douglas, so Ooh. Michael, somebody who's maybe younger than Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. maybe like Michael Sarah. Oh, close, Michael Keaton. Oh, Michael Keaton is a Michael yeah. Douglas. Michael, yes, <laughs> and and honestly, the reason why he goes with Keaton is because of the other. Michael Douglas has to. So, yeah, you can't. Be uh, two. Yeah, in 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 SAG rules, you can't have two actors with the same name. Uh, so that's why some of these have to come up with a different name. Come up with a different name, right? Yeah. Add their middle. Mm, okay. Yeah. Here's the next one. Netta Lee Hirschlag. Netta Lee. Oh my Hirschlag. gosh! I feel like I know this one. I think you do, which is why I put it in here. But I mean, maybe oh. that's throwing you off more than it's helping. Shh. Oh, I feel like I know this one. Why do I? <laughs> I know I've seen that name before. 
Natalie Hirschleg. Is it like um like Aubrey Plaza or something like that? I mean, it could be, but is that your guess? It's my guess. No, it's actually Natalie Portman. Natalie. Wow. Natalie. I don't Hirschleg. know what Portman is. Hirschleg. Okay. Uh, um, next. I'm... I got one. I got one. You do. You have one, which is is good because I wanted you to get at least one. <laughs> so we're good. Uh, next one is Nicholas Kim Coppola. Oh, that's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. So yeah, you, for they, sure, Nicholas Cage. And why did he change his name? He he wanted to do this on his own mm-hmm. without having the Coppola name to help right. him out get to and, where he was. And where does he get Cage from? I actually don't know that one. It's from Luke Cage. Of course it is. Yeah, because he's a big comic book fan. Like, you know, some podcast hosts that I know. So that, <laughs> so that means Nicolas Cage is not a Nepo baby, right? Because he just, he did it on his own. It starts right sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one is Margaret Mary Emily Ann Hyra. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Lady's got five names. Maggie Mary. Uh, no, uh, Margaret, Margaret Mary Emily Ann Hyra. Mm-hmm. I've never even Margaret. Nope. Nope. Uh, uh, have you ever heard of a Meg Ryan? Jeez Louise. <laughs> That's <laughs> Meg Ryan's given name. Oh my goodness. Yeah. These are, uh, oh my gosh. Okay. These are hard. Yeah, they are. But that's why they're, I, hopefully they're so fun. Uh, next one is Karen, which is uh, C-A-R-Y-N, Elaine Johnson. Karen Elaine Johnson. Karen with a C? Yeah, C-A-R-Y-N. So it's like the uncommon spelling of Karen. You know, not like Karen, a Karen, but rather Karen. Gary Russell? Harry Ann Moss. Whoopi Goldberg. Get out! (laughs) So that really begs... That really begs the question. You chose to name yourself Whoopi. Whoopi. I thought, I honestly thought that was her given name. 100%. Like, because why would you name yourself Whoopi? I need to look into that more. Next. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Next one. I need the history of that. Mm -hmm. Next one is Nora Lum. Nora Lum. N-O-R-A Lum. L-U-M. Nora Lum. Mm-hmm. Something with an N. Nancy. No, I have Nora Lum. No, you don't know Nora Lum, but you know Nora from Queens? Because that's Aquafina. Wow. I mean, yeah. okay, so that's uh, maybe I need to reverse engineer this and just be like, <laughs> yeah. that's clearly not your real name. There, it some might of these, be just yeah. this. <laughs> some of these, this. some of these, it's kind of in there, but yeah. Aquafina. Uh, nice. Yeah, Aquafina. So next one is another one that like kind of motivated this list for me. Okay. Uh, which is Maurice Joseph Micklewhite. Maurice Joseph Micklewhite. You know, that old chestnut. Jeez. Maurice. Maurice. Can I get yeah, like a, was... a movie this person's been in? Can uh, I get it? I'm pretty sure that he's in uh, The Prestige, but he's definitely in The Dark Knight. Is that Michael Caine? It's Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Good lord. You I know, mean, Maurice. that is that that name is like spot on for him too. Maurice Joseph Micklewhite. Micklewhite. <laughs> yep. All right. We're coming up towards the end here. Uh uh Mark Vincent. Who is Mark Vincent? Uh I know Vin Diesel's not his real name, but I think his first name is Vincent. Uh-huh. So I it can't is, be Is that your guess? No, because I think his first name is Vincent. Mm. Mm. Shit. What was the name again? Mark Vincent. First name Mark, last name. Oh, okay. Then yeah, let's go with Vin Diesel. Yeah, it's Vin Diesel. Okay. Vincent. Something. Mm-hmm. This one, next one is Amanda Lee Rogers. Amanda Lee Rogers is also known as. Give me, I feel like, give me a hint on this one. I want to get this. I want to get uh, more than three. Sure. sure. Uh, I, I don't know her personal life all that well, but I know that she's married to a woman. Yep. Uh, Honestly, the most fun about it, this is not getting them right, is just finding out who yeah, Amanda these people Lee are. Rogers. It's unlike yeah. Ellen DeGeneres or... Oh my God, it's Portia. Portia, it's <laughs> it. it's real close. Honestly, she... I thought Portia de Rossi has to be her real name, right? Like it just feels authentic. No, uh, from Damn what it. I saw, it was like she took uh, uh, Portia from like a book somewhere, and then de Rossi she just thought sounded exotic, and I'm it just does. like, it does. I'm just like, I'm sorry. If we're gonna celebrate America, nothing more than white privilege that goes, you know what? That sounds exotic. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> wow. Nice. All right. Next one is Winona Laura Horowitz. Winona, Winona Ryder. Yeah, it's Winona yeah. Ryder. That Horowitz. one's kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had no idea. All right, two more, two more. Carlos Erwin Estevez. Carlos oh, that's... Erwin Estevez. Estevez. Charlie Sheen. Is Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Last one. Vivica and Janetta Fox. Vivica Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. One of the reasons I made this list turns out not a stage name, actually her name. Vivica <laughs> and Janetta Fox. So the you opposite think, of Jamie think, Fox. <laughs> you think Vivica A. Fox? Right, they'd be no. like, "Yeah, no." Sounds like a stage name to me. Totally, hundred percent. Nope, that's her and name. yet, <laughs> actually, her name. That's funny, and also one of the reasons we did this list. So, thank you for playing my game, Easy. Absolutely, well done. good stuff. Five out of seventeen, but I think you know I mean, it's more listen, about the friends we made along the way. It's not... the journey. <laughs> it's absolutely the journey, and now the knowledge that we all share in knowing these people's real names. <laughs> I know you, Amanda. <laughs> I see you. Nora Lum. Okay. I remember the Aquafina. Yeah, Nora from Queens. All right. Nice. Moving right along. Yeah. So uh let's talk Rogers the musical. Right. Uh, a little it... bit of background. Uh yeah, so where, where Rogers, did it come from? Rogers the musical actually we it is a Marvel in universe stage play that we right. first see in the Disney Plus show Hawkeye. Right. Um it's actually right in the first season, uh mm-hmm. the first 
not first season, the first episode, right? Um, in which Clint Barton is like basically invited as a special guest to see Rogers the musical, and um, well, it's not great. It's not yeah. great. <laughs> it's not even historically historically accurate in the MCU because they even point out that Ant Man shows up and Clint is like, yeah, he wasn't there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when Disney announced that they were going to be using the Hyperion Theater to put on Rogers the Musical, I was I was uh-huh. honestly like not really psyched about it because oh, really? yeah, I was worried that they were going to play it very cringe, like in mm, the mm. in the stage show. Mm-hmm. And this whole like it's it's bad it's so bad it's good thing i wasn't mm-hmm. really excited about it. i wasn't interested in that it's seeing something made purposely bad uh for all like the gen zers and stuff out there to be like oh this is so much fun it's just like in the show and all that stuff and i will say that while there are elements of what you see on screen that do make it to the actual stage show in the theme parks um like the avengers Anytime the Avengers are on screen, it's really terrible looking. Like right. they, you know, they all look they're obvious, you know, wigs and beards, and Thor looks like he's wearing a bathrobe, and it's right. That's pretty funny. It it mm-hmm. still kind of stays funny. The mm-hmm. rest of the show, the the telling of Captain America's story and Steve Rogers is played very earnestly. Like oh him him trying to to get into the army and not being able to do it is played very close to the film and hmm. is very good like there's a smaller statured actor who plays the Steve Rogers pre-serum and then hmm. they have the thing close and then it opens and boom a huge giant ver- version of Steve Rogers comes out and this show goes on the music is incredible i don't remember like i like i mentioned a, a couple episodes ago i i don't remember the Hawkeye show all that well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much of that like thread continues through the show, but I, from my knowledge, it doesn't really, it's just kind it of there. Really, yeah. And then that's it. Right. Um, So there wasn't much for, th- they needed to create what seemed like a lot of music. I think in this little 30 minute show, mm-hmm. there's like seven musical numbers, six so or seven mostly musical numbers. music then <laughs> it is. And it's mostly really great. Like the oh. music is, really solid mm-hmm. um uh steve rogers i can do this all day is like the anthem that like people you're gonna hear people singing all the, the rest of summer um but the music around it that's a little bit more subdued is mm-hmm. really great like really on par with everything that disney has done in the parks now keep in mind the hyperion theater previously had been used for the aladdin stage show and the frozen stage show those oh, are all also just... blasts they did a little little for like a year blast which is uh, that's right. I do remember that time. Thing. I did mm-hmm. really like that. Me too. But when you take something that's, you know, already exists in the movies and then put it in a stage show, there's not much you have to create as far as like the music goes. Um, right. It's kind of a one-to-one adaptation with boom, those just other put two. that here and then you're going to yeah. do big doing it live. Whereas this feels like somebody and I, I, you know, I'm sure if I did some research, I could tell you who wrote the thing, mm-hmm. who wrote the music for it, but it's very good. <laughs> and mm. like I said, Besides the silliness of like when the Avengers do show up, they 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 play that very tongue in cheek with like the the stuff that you see in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Everything around it is like 
you know the the relationship is is laid uh the foundation of him and peggy carter is laid very mm-hmm. early on um him wanting to uh to be in the army and not being able to do that and the doctor giving him that opportunity mm-hmm. um the really thing that the thing i did not see coming which i really enjoyed is steve rogers that we know and love from mm-hmm. you know, the, the uh post him getting unfrozen mm-hmm. gets to actually meet old steve from endgame and they have a very lovely moment where they know they're not supposed to be seeing each other uh-huh. and that maybe gives us a little bit of context to like does old steve ever meet regular young steve uh-huh. um and they have this really great moment about like the two diverging storylines um and they're kind of like the stars of the show like Young Steve and Old Man Rogers from Endgame have like the last musical number that like full on brings the house down. Um, wow. All okay. very talented people. It is world class stuff in a theme park mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. Really, they even make note of that. Like, hey, we got to get through this in 30 minutes. Like literally someone on, on the stage says that because <laughs> I was a little disappointed that 30 minutes I was like, dang, that's not a lot of time. But no. I think you get everything you need to get. It's very... It takes itself seriously when it needs to, and then mm-hmm. it plays around with it when you kind of need that like a moment of brevity. Mm-hmm. I liked it way more than I anticipated I was going to like it. So wow, okay, yeah. So uh, since it's titled Rogers the Musical and not like the first Avenger or anything like that, it really tells like the full story of Steve Rogers from first Avenger through Avengers and like all the way through Endgame is what you were just saying, right? Hold on, because he wakes up half. It's like halfway through the. 30 minute runtime uh-huh. he's he's awake and he's trying to figure out what's going on the backdrops and set change they do have some like digital projection with with actual physical um physical props and things like that that make it really interesting they got Times square going on mm-hmm. um nick fury is a scene stealer he comes in there and he's like the for anyone who's seen hamilton mm-hmm. he basically does a number where thomas jefferson's like what did i miss Right. So Nick Fury comes in halfway through and is like, let me tell you what you missed, kid. He's like, get the <laughs> note, get the notepad and start writing stuff down. And then he kind of runs through the next like 70 years of what he missed. Um, very much a la Hamilton. I thought that was, you know, for fans of both things. It's like, oh, this is a nice little fun little merging of the things. But yes, for sure. It is Rogers the musical. So we we get to see this character all the way through to when he's the old man, you know, with the shield on the park bench kind of thing. Right, right. And then so you know, there's usually a big difference between like laughing at something and laugh some laughing with someone. And it sounds like from your description that this is aiming more for we're laughing with each other, not yes. at the character. Whereas in the Hawkeye show, it's more like we're kind of laughing at how bad this is. Yeah, you do get I think people who really liked the laughing at it part from Mm -hmm. hawkeye will still get a little bit of that part the battle Mm -hmm. in new york is ridiculous Mm -hmm. uh ant-man is there and you're like that why is he here like Mm -hmm. you people are literally like what's this guy doing here um so that's fun because the costumes and the things are like they're trying to do like the modern version of 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 the avengers you know battle in new york and they all Mm -hmm. look ridiculous um so that is the laughing at part the rest of it is like i said played very like earnestly and i I liked it a lot yeah well it sounds like both with costuming and like the songs and whatnot that this is kind of almost in the realm of camp right Mm -hmm. so uh from from a scale of like 
I don't know, one to Batman, the 1966 series, Biff, pow, zoom. Like, where does this fall on the spectrum of like camp? Does this go lean in hard? Is no. it kind of softer on it? It's like somewhere in between? I think it's kind of right there in between. Um, mm. Like I said, like the, they're not, they're not making fun of anything except for that, that a, a couple of handful of scenes. Um, mm. The sets are very serious looking like I, I, yes, we're in a theme park. It's a 30 minute quick show. Like let's let, we got four shows a day. Mm-hmm. Everything looks very serious. Like when, when the, the chamber that he goes into rolls out on stage, you know exactly what's about to happen. And you're like anticipating how they're going to do that kind of trickery. Like it, how's he going to, you know, you know, a different actor is going to pop out at this mm-hmm. time. Um, But everything is played like, pretty great obviously there's an audience there so they play a little bit to to the audience mm-hmm. um with the jokes and the campiness of it um but again i think yeah more so they just they did a pretty solid retelling of of steve rogers story and i that's good that's awesome uh i believe it's only supposed to be in the theater for a few weeks months yeah like a month like yeah i think it ends in august um do you see it continuing like if if you have to be a betty man yeah i i would like to see it continue like i one hyperion has been empty for a long time um, mm-hmm. Obviously, parts of the pandemic made that even more difficult. Even once everything else opened up, it was like, you want to sit next to this person for the next 45 minutes? Right. Probably right. not. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't see why they wouldn't continue doing this. I think people are going to have an absolute blast with it. It's 30 minutes, so it's not going to like throw. I remember like having a time going around to to go try and see Aladdin because you have to get there this much early on. And, and then it, it takes 45 minutes. That's a huge chunk of your day. It's just gone from doing other things Mm -hmm. 30 minutes is like a nice quick in and out um they are doing uh for those of you who are thinking about going down there they are doing it is a virtual queue so Mm -hmm. very similar to when rise of the resistance opened you have to be in the park at 10 30 you have to be checked into the park at 10 30 try and jump on the virtual queue and then it will tell you which of the show times you're going to go back to we got we were lucky we were at the very first show on the very first day wow. um the flip side to that is it was a bit chaotic right. right lots of cast members raising their voices not unprofessionally in any in any way just trying to like humans mm-hmm. with some decency mm-hmm. calm down like <laughs> everyone was just you know it's it's the best and worst of humanity, like right there. Right, right, right. Um, and they're just trying to figure it out for the first they're time. They're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I will tell you, by the time we left the park at, mm-hmm. during the last show, mm-hmm. just like typical fashion, you and I both know how mm-hmm. things have to be adjusted and audibles have to be called right. while you're in the park when things like that are are kind of getting maybe getting out of hand. By the right. first show, when we were walking out, they had that thing nailed they okay, had cool. when they called the virtual queue they only opened up half of it okay you have a virtual queue we know it's for the five o'clock show time half the queue lines up on this side of the street the mm. other queue 30 minutes later lines on this and we're going to let half of the theater go in at one time so mm-hmm. they, they they figured it out and i think they'll it'll be kind of smooth sailing from here on out um Good. uh but super i i hope they continue through this summer mm-hmm. what are they going to use the hyperion theater for so unless they have cast yeah. members on contracts that end that time and they're in right. the process of like reworking that kind of stuff i could see maybe that would be the reason for not doing it but yeah. i don't see why they wouldn't continue it's it's a it's a fun time 
And how many times does it play per day? Like uh, four or five or two four. or three? So four. it's, uh, I believe it's 1232. And then I think it's like 345 and 530 or 430 sure. and 530, something like that. Again, okay. they can they can do all four show times because it's such a short show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the thing that takes the almost longer than the show itself is just wrangling people in and sure, out of sure. the building. You know what I mean? But, but I mean, let's get to the real question here. What does the merch situation look like? Do they have shirts? They have hats? Like, yes. Do they have shields? They, I didn't see shields. They have a whole. Um, oh come on! I missed know, opportunity. Really missed you know? opportunity. I mean, <laughs> they have a ton of food options there that are like specific to Rogers and Musical. So a lot of red, okay. white, and blue stuff. You know, bagels and things like an everything bagel hot dog, which we tried. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have so for those of you who haven't seen it, the Rogers Musical, like the Playbill logo for it is copying the Hamilton logo of Alexander Hamilton with his fist raise. And he makes the top part of a star Roger, same thing. It's that yellowish background silhouetted with captain America holding up the shield. So you can buy that on everything. Popcorn buckets, t-shirts, hats, all all that stuff is all that stuff is available. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why you go there. I mean, that's why you get, I have a park map, the park map for the day had just the Rogers, the musical on it. So I have fantastic. Yeah. Well, whoever stuff. came up with this idea to put it in the Hyperion theater, I hope you get a raise, but I don't think you will. You probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but it is even a bonus. I recommend it. Yeah. Just something. <laughs> something. <laughs> Come on. So high recommend for me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, again, moving right along then. Moving right along. Let's go. Yeah, geez. It's almost like we've done this before. (laughs) Uh, We're going to jump right into our last segment of the day, which is our tier ranking of American movies. American movies ranked. I love it. Yeah. By the pop chart. (laughs) Uh, Just for those of you who don't know uh, or not familiar with tier tier maker, uh, you can just kind of organize any topic by your rankings of s through d uh in our case we're we're trying to see how american this movie is from a listing of america is it as american as apple pie as baseball are we a colonizer or is it just (laughs) un-american oh so so it goes from like this is as america america as it gets to slightly less american or less proud to be an american as a colonizer and then straight up negative like why let's no exactly (laughs) okay okay all right so uh we have a list of 17 yet again and we're gonna start with american hustle where does this fall on your tier list american hustle i mean the hustle is real in america for (laughs) sure um i would probably because let me let me look at these 17 movies because these are oh no 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 it it doesn't it just on an individual basis (laughs) yeah yeah which one of these five is it is to me like it the american aspect of american hustle is not really in the forefront i feel like it's more of a period piece and Mm -hmm. it's uh if i'm not mistaken it's david o russell right this is David O. Russell. I, yeah, I would probably I feel like put it's this mid. right at base. Yep, right at baseball. Right at baseball. It's Absolutely. like uh, about as American as baseball. Like yeah, yes, it's, a, yep. it's a pastime. It's good, but I don't know. It's not the most American movie I've ever seen. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, how about American Gangster? Where does this fall in the tier list for you? Is that America or is it kind of like? Eh. I I would probably well, I'd probably put this right with kind of in the same 
same boat. Roughly in the same baseball. ballpark mm-hmm. as baseball. It has some points in its favor. It's same the ballpark. Amer- did you yeah? Did you do that on purpose? Same same yeah. ballpark we're mm-hmm. putting it in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you oh, meant yeah. to do that. <laughs> totally. Like we're going with the theme today. Yeah. With with American. Uh cool. Um Next, we've got American Pie. I mean, to guy. me, I mean, is there a more American movie than a teen sex comedy about high schoolers trying to get laid? I mean, that's just America to me. <laughs> yeah, it does <laughs> seem weird that American Pie is not going into the <laughs> apple pie section, if I'm being honest. I mean, I mean, I, people are going to go. Went in, somebody went into the apple pie, but it ain't us. Yeah. No, I think this much. is a, about as American <laughs> as it gets. American as it gets right here. Right. Shout out to Jason Biggs. Uh, yeah. Your sacrifices are noted. Um, American <laughs> American president, the American president. I mean, we're not talking Oof. about Joe Biden or anybody in particular. We're talking in cinema where does Listen, the American president. For me, mm-hmm. this is Rob Reiner and Aaron Sorkin at their mm-hmm. absolute finest. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin, which is a name we definitely remember we all do the remember time. All never the time. forget. We have never forgotten that, man. <laughs> not once. Um, This is top tier film for me, period. Like, Every single person in this movie is bringing it. Sure. For me, this is America. Like, right. this just. But I mean, how right. much America is in the American president? So like... goddamn much America. <laughs> it is. It is about an American president. You it cut, does you, not get more American than this. You cut your your wrist and it bleeds red, white, and blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of cutting, I mean, American Psycho. I feel what like transition. You, you know. <laughs> like, is there anything else more American than a killer who, you know, portrays a certain air of confidence and uh, in his pastime, in his private life, decides to just murder everybody? Mm-hmm. I mean, I pretty, it's pretty American. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't hold this film as high regard as some people. I think uh-huh. that Christian Bale is absolutely like, it's hard to look away at. like you're just sure. like kind of glued to the screen. Sure. But this this kind of ranks American Psycho. I don't hold a special place in my heart for this movie no. at all. I don't know how you feel about it. But uh, I would no, be I just, in the like colonizer yeah, phase I feel, of things. I, I feel like it does embody some aspects of America. Uh and like I said, just you know, businessman and, and a murderer. Like, yeah. hey, <laughs> yeah. what yeah. what else should we know about it? But uh yeah, it's it's probably mid. It's below there so yeah uh speaking of killers we've got american sniper which uh bradley cooper uh you know rocks a fake baby to sleep you know a total total little doll i don't know if you're familiar with the scene I am, but yeah it's not but great. like it's no, not great <laughs> I, for me this whole glorification of you know this is a real life person that they base this movie off of mm-hmm. and just it feels very propaganda-y to me, it feels Who directed um, this one. Is this a Clint Eastwood? Yeah, I think it it might be. Which you know, he's so American, like he is. He is like the the face of America at a certain point. But I'm he, sorry, I'm I with feel, you. I feel yep. like this is very un-American, American sniper. <laughs> I you know that it's in the so bin. it's so it's so stereotypically American. But I'm with you on like the it feels like uh, like. I don't know. You're trying to sign people up, get people yeah. to enlist, or something like that. <laughs> uh, it's it's weird to me. 
exactly like uh, what are you trying to say exactly mm-hmm. so uh moving on to something a bit lighter uh a bit brighter and we've got an american tale five o goes west now american tale arguably an animation classic uh i don't know who would argue with us but here, there you go uh i happen to feel that the sequel may out american its predecessor yes just by virtue of they literally go to the old west yep and there's so much americana i guess you could say in in this movie about a mouse so i i feel like american dream Mm -hmm. it's the the story of the american dream man i'm i'm i'd be happy with it on the very top or yeah, in I, apple pie i'm good i feel them, i feel like this is as american as apple pie just because it's a Boom. bit more wholesome yes it's top tier it doesn't cross the line into that whole uh uber american like yep. let's yep. go uh much it shows like, the good the bad of of yeah. it all yeah so uh, good to me much, much like this next movie which is beavis and butthead do america <laughs> because this is the opposite end of animation and like <laughs> yeah. celebrating America, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, so, so I kind of want to put it by virtue in the top tier. America, like this is MTV generation. This These are two idiot characters. And when you think of America, people, what, like we're a joke. And this is, <laughs> this is a, a perfect satire, in my opinion, of who we are as a country mm-hmm. do you agree mr gutierrez you know this i i know you know i love i love beavis and but the creator of beavis and butthead i think he like judge i think yeah i think judge does a lot of says a lot of really interesting things about america and americans i mean you can watch things like idiocracy or mm-hmm. beavis and butthead and mm-hmm. get kind of exactly what he thinks uh, of americans and and america i have never seen a Beavis and Butthead to America. So oh, I, oh. I am good putting it wherever you feel comfortable putting it. <laughs> sure. But oh. uh, to celebrate your Independence Day today, free yourself from no longer having seen this movie and just go ahead and watch it on Paramount Plus, I think. You right got now. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> moving right along to Captain America, the first Avenger. Now, having just spoken about Rogers the musical at length, I do feel like we've got Rogers on mind. And while we could pick any of his trilogy or any of his appearances in the Avengers movies, I do feel the most American Captain America movie is probably the first Avenger. Would oh, you agree? 100%. That that when he's trying to sell war bonds and he's working yep. for the war effort, that's that's as American as that that movie. That goes really hard. It goes super <laughs> goes super hard he's punching nazis guys fyi there is a phenomenal part in rogers the musical um recreating this moment however they do something uh that i think you'll really like is three classic comic book covers get wheeled out on stage as like a diorama kind of thing and he stands in the positions during the like straight up punching a nazi he just stands in the comic book does a thing and it like the picture gets taken while he's doing the promoting you it's it, i was looking at it thinking of you as like oh yeah comic book people are going to really like this bit so that warms yeah, I mean, my little heart uh all I the way like, to the top all the I, way to I, the top. again i feel like it's an apple pie because this is more okay, wholesome okay. america uh sure. as opposed to america if you know what i mean <laughs> um and and speaking of that uh coming to america 
This uh, is another one on my blind spot, my friend. Oh, I have never seen Coming oh, to America. Oh, no. I forgot I to know. ask you about this one. Okay, <laughs> it's an not. Eddie Murphy comedy classic uh, about a foreign dignitary literally coming to America. They did a sequel, which I don't think is worth your time. Uh, so don't even worry about that. Okay. It's, it's kind of like... If you've seen The Nutty Professor, which is maybe a bad analogy, only in the sense that uh, Eddie Murphy plays multiple characters in the same movie with, you know, the assistance of makeup and whatnot. They go into like a barber shop. It's very it's very of its time. And to me, one of like the defining Eddie Murphy movies, uh, I will not argue with you about Shrek, but this is what <laughs> yeah. you need to see if you really want to see peak Eddie Murphy to me. It has some of like my favorite, well, not my favorite, but like, the most quotable lines, I think, like the royal penis is clean, your highness. That's this movie. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh I want to say this is this is pretty American, but it's more about the comedy. So I'm placing it right about here in baseball. Nice. Uh okay. you know, it, it's it's it, it's it's mostly about America, but not completely. Yeah. Uh this is on my blind spot though, is Flight of the Navigator. I've not seen this one. So this one. <clears throat> takes place on the 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people celebrating in parks, doing fireworks, playing Frisbee with their dogs. And mm -hmm. then turns into like this governmental thriller where there's a spaceship and a kid goes into the spaceship and time travels. And it's all very what, like... What could be more American than boarding a spaceship? <laughs> Absolutely. Secrets are <laughs> secrets are kept. And 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 it, that's a that's the very American part of it. Um this is a very, you know, I grew up with this movie, so like it has a very, very close personal spot in my heart. Um, mm -hmm. but I would probably put it right there in the middle of um, baseball. Yeah, yeah. Cause there's no like American ingenuity on screen. It's just like, hey, we no found something. Iconic and we kept imagery it, and like, or no yeah, American I mean, flags in the background showing up yeah. randomly. Okay. Kind of right there in the middle for me. For sure, for yeah. sure. Uh, well, you know, skipping through this next one real quick to the other movie that's that happens on the 4th of July, which is Independence Day, Roland Emmerich, 1996, I believe. Uh, maybe the most underappreciated uh, in its time uh, yeah. disaster movie of its kind. I think now, having aged, uh, people look back on it a lot more fondly than they did at the time. Sure. Uh, we I love this movie. Uh, I would like to say the moment I watched this movie, I loved it. <laughs> it, it is not one that has grown on me over time. Mm -hmm. This one was just like, I need this now. I was 11 years old. Are you kidding me? Like Independence right. Day was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Like, it's just so, so much <laughs> good is coming together in this movie between like uh, Will Smith on Arise, right? He's coming up, becoming a movie star yep. with this movie plus Men in Black and um, Bad Boys the year prior. This was like Jeez, his one, two, three. York. Yeah, he had like a one, two, three punch that went, I'm a movie star now. And this is this is all about it. I love this movie so much. And it also has a Jeff Goldblum that's like in between Jurassic Park movies, I believe, at the time. He is, uh, yeah, because 95, 93? Yeah, 93 and I, was was the first Jurassic Park and and Lost World was after this I believe. Yep. So it's just like to me though this is the most Jeff Goldblum yeah performance yeah. compared to like even in Jurassic Park that I just this is so peak, Goldblum. peak, peak Goldblum. Goldblum and he gives <laughs> he gives the aliens a virus. <laughs> the man the man writes code and like genius. gives them a He's virus. Genius. I love this so much. This is 100% America oh, yeah, to way. me cuz like 
you blow up everything and then it's like also genuinely trying to capture that american spirit of like uniting areas without or people without borders and mm-hmm. i love that messaging of it it's yeah. not a dumb disaster movie i can keep talking about it but i won't uh moving <laughs> on to uh something that i don't think everybody thinks of immediately but we did forrest gump such an american movie oh it's it's got america in its bones we oh, were yeah. talking about we were talking about dates in movies and and mm-hmm. how many things how many movies around the fourth of july or characters whose birthday are in fourth of july um forrest gump asked jenny to marry him on the fourth of july mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, yeah, this is this is straight up. I think the guy like, runs across America. He Hello. runs across America. Dude gets a scholarship for football, plays ping pong to represent the United States in uh, the Olympics, meets no less than, I want to say, three presidents. <laughs> at least three. <laughs> like at least three. Watches at least that many get shot. And it's, it's just. <laughs> that's right. It, it is in the military. And attends a Black Panther party. Like. <laughs> then, then after his service is over, he opens his own business. Yeah, I mean, this is as this, a, is, this is the man is uh, an American treasure. And don't think it's lost on me that he pursues and achieves the American dream despite being technically an idiot. <laughs> yes, yeah. So again, it's in there. I see you, Robert Zemeckis. Thank you so much. But yeah. To me, this is about as American as apple pie, mm-hmm. like very yep. high uh, on the list for Forrest Gump. Uh, next movie I didn't necessarily think of at first, but you oh. brought up Jaws, which does happen me? around the 4th of July holiday. And yeah. uh, what better movie to cover than a government failing, a local government failing its township? You uh, said it when we were talking about what we were going to talk about. And you said I, I mentioned the Sandlot being mm-hmm. something I remember as a Fourth of July movie, Jaws, and you said nothing more American than baseball and the failure of local government <laughs> to protect its citizens. I said that is a one-two punch if I've ever heard exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And boy, oh boy, does government like don't worry about it. like oh please, we need all the money and the taxes and stuff. Don't not go to the beach. You it's can't fine. close the beach. You can't close no. the beach at all. We need those tax dollars. We need those tourist dollars, mm-hmm. um, which is so typical. So typical. So absolutely. Um, you know, I like that that you know our boy Steven Spielberg has two on this list here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good, good stuff. Right uh, I, I'd say that Jaws is as American as apple pies. Well. Yeah, I, I, mean, I completely right agree. There. I feel like it's up there. It's wholesome. It's the, it's the idealized version of America that. Um, we want it with some of the the reality of the local government failing. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what um, that movie's about. <laughs> but when I think of American movies like representing that America, I think of Michael Bay because dude has hard on for the military oh, and he loves it. everything. Like I, he puts American flags in just about every one of his films. I don't think that I can think of one that doesn't feature prominently an American flag appearing at some point. Uh, but to represent his entire film catalog, I feel that The Rock captures the most of his Americanization, I guess. It's about, you know, the... the <laughs> A what, what what would you say? A a jaded military uh, general. Oh, uh, General Hummel is one te- of the most be- iconic characters in film history. Who becomes a terrorist, and yeah. then like they, it takes place on like the most secure prison in all of our our country. Like 
this legitimately to me, putting prisoners on an island. Like, yeah, I know that's not that's not an American thing. The Europeans were doing that a long time ago. Right, but right. I mean, you look at you go to San Francisco and you look at that and you're just like, uh, uh, this is where I'd want aliens to land and be like, hey, right. come over here first. Look, at there's a prison over there. We'll tell you about that really dark part, part of history later. Uh, yeah. So don't I'm, worry about that right now, but focus on this. Look at this bridge. Look at this bridge. Isn't it's that beautiful. bridge great? Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I This is my favorite Michael Bay film. Yeah. Um, the Rock is. Full stop. Endlessly rewatchable. Um, oh my God. When it's on, it's just like, yes, The Rock. It's mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage being. Mm-hmm. Not not the most Nicholas Cagey. No, um, he it's it's actually kind of restrained. Very for him. subdued. He's, he's actually like Nicolas doing a good performance. Yeah. Uh but yeah, this is uh, this is top tier for me. I think this America. is all the way to the yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is as American as it gets. Yeah. It honestly it juices me up just talking about it. I think we need to watch this for our fireworks uh, tonight. I, I will tell you that of all these movies so far that have been on our list, mm-hmm. this is the one I would go right now and, and yeah, watch. Let's, <laughs> Be let's like, do it right yeah, now. let's do this. <laughs> um so speaking of, of American movies, because that's what we've been doing for the last 20 minutes, <laughs> um, The Sandlot, uh, talking about baseball and apple pie. I mean, that again, that's kind of a wholesome uh, pastime, the America's yep. pastime. And that the American part of it, like the American culture that's within the DNA of this, yes. But is it overly so? I don't think so. No, I don't think it's like it's trying to send a message about how American these Americans are by yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. But I will say that um, there's a list, you know, I've got like a top five list of, you know, I've got your favorite films. You've got your favorite this. You've got your favorite this. The mm-hmm. Sandlot has one of my top five favorite scenes in a movie, mm. right, that go – Right up there with the wonders hearing their their song for the first time in that thing you mm-hmm. do. Or even on that list is also Quint's speech about the USS Indianapolis from Jaws is one of my all-time favorite scenes in movie history. The mm-hmm. Sandlot's best scene, most iconic scene for me, happens on the 4th of July. These mm-hmm. kids who play baseball during the summer um, play on this raggedy old field, dirt field called the Sandlot. And they can only play one night game a year, and that's on 4th of July because the fireworks light up the sky. They feel magical there because there's nothing like nighttime baseball under the lights, and this is the only time of year that they could play under the lights. Um, It's like the best scene in one of the greatest films about America's pastime. The Sandlot, to me, is as American as apple pie. Absolutely. And it feels wrong that it doesn't go in the ba- baseball category. But... Right. Hey, listen, the, the the one about apple pie didn't go to apple pie. Exactly. Either. So we're good. We're good with apple pie. <laughs> but I got to say, you know, hearing somebody talk passionately about uh, one of their favorite scenes, like is just, you know, th- this is why this podcast is fun and like why we do silly things like this. So to wrap up, uh, we're going to end with Team America World Police, which is a puppet film. Yep. Brought to us by the creators of South Park, uh, Shea Parker, Matt Stone. Uh, I remember this coming out, not knowing it was a puppet film, and then seeing the trailer going, what have they done? <laughs> like, what is this? Who greenlit this? <laughs> not that the vulgarity or like the, I hate even the word to say it coming out of my mouth, the envelope pushing that they mm-hmm. do, but they 
go hard so much in this movie. Like a puppet so puts puppet pubes on his face. There's yeah. a whole full-on sex scene with puppets. It's the most American it crosses thing. The line, it crosses the line <laughs> so often. There you go. That, that there's the line just gets bigger and wider <laughs> as the movie goes on. It's just like, holy smokes. Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Durka Durka America. Yeah, I'm, and and it's so interesting too because I'm I'm with you putting it there. I think a case could be made for this being the most un-American thing That's... ever created. <laughs> it That's is true. so bad. So it true. paints Americans in just the most <laughs> atrocious. But, but it like well, circles that, all the like, way back. Yep. Mm. It like it goes and goes farther and then yeah. circles all the way back and now it's become. Peak America. Yeah, I think at any oh, given time boy. you could you could pull a hundred people. Fifty of them are going to say it's the most American. Fifty are going to say it's the most un-American. But for us, the pop chart. I mean, I think America. That's I think that's where the America came yeah. from. Like that, uh, that spelling and the pronunciation <laughs> of that word comes from Team America World Police. Absolutely, yeah. and just looking at where everything kind of fell on our list. I I got to say, I couldn't be happier with <laughs> our selection of movies and yeah. how they represent each category of America, oh, Apple yeah. Pie, Baseball, Colonizer, and Un-American. <laughs> Thank you for doing this with me. That was fantastic. I, I think the thing that I pull out of this, out of this <laughs> image and this list that we have here is that we both agree that Five Goes West is a superior of, <laughs> of the American Tale films. So real quick, but we're yeah. going to go through it real quick for those mm-hmm. listening who can't oh, that's see true, it. That's so, true, that's true. so our top tier, America, and the most America films that on of these 17, we have American Pie, The American President, Beavis and Butthead, Do America, uh, Independence Day, uh-huh. The Rock, and Team America World Police. Why don't you read them the next here in Apple Pie? Uh, Apple Pie, we've got An American Tale, Five Will Goes West, Captain America, The First Avenger, Forrest Gump, Jaws, and The Sandlot. Right under that, we have Is American as Baseball, America's Pastime. We have American Hustle, American Gangster, Coming to America, and an odd pick, but I'm glad it's here. Flight (laughs) of the Navigator. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And rounding out the bottom tier, uh, Colonizer and Un-American. Colonizer, we've got American Psycho. And Un-American, we've got American Sniper. Uh, Boy, oh boy. Solid list. This is nice. I like, uh, you guys are going to see Tear Maker pop up in more of these episodes here. Because this was super fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got, uh, I think we're going to probably do that for... When Oppenheimer comes out, I think mm-hmm. we talked about p- potentially doing this tier maker list for all of Christopher Nolan's films. So right. you can look forward to seeing that. But uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the content, then make sure you tune in for that. And if you didn't, then why are you listening all the way towards the end of the podcast? I mean, yeah, you, you've been a glutton for punishment if you yeah, don't seriously. like any of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Pop Chart. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. And occasionally we have our, our our video version up on YouTube at youtube.com at the Pop Chart Podcast. Brendan, happy 4th of July, sir. Happy 4th of July to you as well. Make sure you celebrate your freedom with uh, some apple pie and a beer or, you know, whatever floats your boat. We had, we had a good old-fashioned turkey sandwiches for Turkey for sandwich. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.